This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host here, Misty. Um, yeah, so I haven't been around in quite a while. I realize that. I'm very sorry for that. I've been gone since March. I have not made any recordings. And let me jump right into it right here before I finish talking and give y'all the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. That is 1-800-799-7233. If you need any assistance with domestic violence and just need to speak to someone, they do have um, counselors there and advocates on the other end of the line that are more than willing to help you sort things out. Maybe find you shelters, um, any type of assistance with DV. Um, and also, if you're in any kind of danger, please do not listen to this podcast. Hang up, dial 911. Get into a safe environment. Um, get into your safety plan. Do not listen to the podcast. That's the very first thing that you should not do. If you're still in a volatile situation with an abuser, that's something that I'm very, very much against. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm working in domestic violence services for a place, and um, I love my job. And so I've been there since March, and, you know, up and onward, right? So here's the situation. I'm kind of here remotely recording with you guys so you're probably hearing traffic you're probably hearing cars go by and i don't even know if you can hear me very well or not but what i want to talk to you guys about is this is kind of like where my abuse started so i'm almost in that same remote location where i had an incident that well i was a part of domestic violence situation back when i was 18 years old and i lived in an apartment and it's not but like maybe three or four blocks from where I'm standing. And I had to work. And I worked at a nursing home facility at that time. I was a certified nurse's assistant. And the nursing home that I worked at is just about three, three, well, not even that. Maybe two blocks from where I'm standing right now. And I had to walk from that apartment complex to work at that nursing home and it was like six I had to be there at 6 a.m. it was five o'clock in the morning and my abuser he threw rocks and hit me in the back of the head the whole way there he put cigarettes out of my arms Um, he tortured me all night long in the apartment Um, he had threatened to kill me bury me underneath the apartment complex where we were living and um, so we, we didn't have a vehicle and everywhere we went we walked so I had to get up which I didn't get up I stayed up all night long afraid he was going to kill me um, because he had said you know there's a poker stick right here there was a fireplace that was in the apartment um, because this was an old building and back then you know they had fireplaces and things like that in apartments That was basically what happened. Um, He threatened to kill me with a fire poker, threatened to bury me under the apartment complex, said nobody would ever find me there. They would, no one would ever even look for me, right? 
that's that's his that was his mentality um, and telling me all of these abusive things and then so here I walked and I'm looking at a spot right now where I can remember crying and walking and the building I'm standing in front of was one of the buildings that I was walking in behind of and so as I walked up this hot and it was summertime at that time and so it really wasn't that hot because it was early in the morning but it was summertime and I can remember you know I had been walking so I got hot walking and I was kind of like breaking a little bit of a sweat and so as sweat was dripping down my face I was 18 scared half to death all I know is he was just battering me walking down the road and you know I kind of wonder now um, looking at the spot that I the exact spot where I was walking is you know really no one saw it apparently I mean and if they did they apparently was too afraid to speak up they was apparently afraid to call the cops you know and it, and it really makes me sad to think about that because we're kind of almost still in that era where there are situations that happen in this world and no one care you know everyone kind of turns their their heads when they see DV happening they just turn away and you know and sometimes I guess and in some ways that might be good if the situation might mean that you know he's he's at the point where he's just going to kill her in front of other people because my abuser was so volatile I never knew whether or not he was going to blow my brains out or if he was going to stab me or or if he was going to kill the people around me so you know Right now, we've got law enforcement officers, you know, they're going on these domestic violence calls and they're dying, you know, left and right because the abuser loses control. And whenever that happens, when abuser loses control, they get more and more volatile and more dangerous. So, <clears throat> because abuse is about control. And so, I'm walking and so I get almost to work almost to this nursing home parking lot and I can just remember I was just crying uncontrollably tears were streaming down my face I was talking to God within this time period and begging God for him for for him to just help me get away from this this person you know this abuser and so I was able to get inside the nursing home away from the abuser and he told me, he said, whenever, whenever you go to work, he said, I'm going to continue to watch you all day. He said, you're not going to be able to leave this building because whenever you do, I am going to kill you. And I'm going to kill the rest of the people inside the building with you. So here I was just scared half to death. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, and I didn't know if this would be my last time, if this was going to actually be the last time I was alive, you know, or, you know, was my co-workers going to die also, right? Was he going to actually pull up and kill everyone in the building? So I go in, and I'm just, you can tell, I'm just, you know, I was ravished. I mean, you know, big old knots on my head. You know, cigarette burns out of my arms. My arms just red as blood. My face red as blood. And so, my boss walks up, and he and she said, um, "Come to my office. We need to speak." 
I need to talk to you because apparently there's something's way, way messed up with you. Something's wrong and we need to talk. So I went to her office and we spoke and she said, is there anything I can do to help you? What's going on? And I broke down and started crying and I confessed. I made a confession right there in her office about what I had, what had took place, what happened prior to this. She said, look, you need to call your nearest family member or wherever it is you're living and get some assistance. And you are you are not able to work, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna call your family member to come pick you up. And so I said, okay, let's do that. And my grandmother part, because at the time, she was my everything. My grandmother was my hero. And she always took me out of bad situations. Um, I was all she had left of her son, my dad. Um, because he had been killed when I was just a baby. And so my grandmother was parked around back and here we were, the great escape, right? So I was escaping my abuser and I was able to do so with very, I mean, with very little ease. I mean, it, it just happened, right? And I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be this horrible event and I'm not gonna be able to get away. I was still afraid for my, you know, co-workers lives and and things like that and you know after I left the facility it was about I don't know maybe two or three days later I found out that he did come into the nursing home facility and he got as far as the courtyard they had like this really beautiful courtyard plants flowers everywhere it was outside you know and it it was so beautiful it was just like a little outdoor garden that the residents could come and sit in and he walked up to a table where my boss lady was sitting and he said, I need to know where Misty is. And she said, sir, she walked, got up out of her seat, walked straight up to him and said, sir, you, um, you're not allowed on this property and you need to leave right now because I'm fixing to call the law and have you arrested. And then he went to explain to her, no, that's my wife, you don't understand. She said, oh, I, I understand completely, but I'm telling you, that I don't have to tell you anything about any of the employees that work here. And this person that you're asking me about is not here. So you just need to get to where, um, back in your vehicle, wherever you came from, and leave right now. So she scared him off, she told him to leave, and he left. You know, she didn't call the law, um, but she did make him leave. So at this moment, um, I'm sure she was relieved, you know, that he just quietly walked off and didn't give her any more trouble. Um, you know, and, and what's real sad is in some cases, that might not be the case, right? Because, you know, had he had owned a gun, he may, have, he may have took out his threat. He may have really walked in there, and he may have really shot that place up. Um, he may have really killed a lot of people innocent lives may have been lost because I was in a very volatile domestic violence situation and I'm telling you all of this and it's hot right now it's summertime so I'm walking out here and it's Alabama so y'all already know I'm walking here remotely to tell you this story because I wanted it I wanted it to feel real so when you listen to this podcast, you're going to feel my emotions, I hope, and you're going to understand some of what I did deal with on that day. And it's unfortunate 
that women are continually dealing with domestic violence. And, you know, I used to make the reference, stop domestic violence, let's end domestic violence, and of course I want to end domestic violence. Who doesn't? Um, however, let's get women the support that they need also. You know, education, educating young people, I believe that a lot of that is key to um, maybe ending some domestic violence in some situations. Um, but, you know, human behavior and control is something that is for a psychologist or maybe a therapist. And, you know, I get a lot of questions from survivors or victims of domestic violence that has to do with therapy and what should they do? Should they join therapy? And a lot of women that I've noticed, they don't want to go through therapy. They don't want to go through therapy classes. They don't want to be a part of support groups. That's not something that they're interested in. They think that they have healed or just because they've gotten out of the DV, they're okay. And, you know, maybe I thought the same thing, too, whenever I left my abuser. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Because I think in a lot of ways we are ashamed once we get out of that. It's almost like we want to shut down and we just want to forget that it ever happened, you know, and we just don't want to talk about it anymore. Women are, you know, they, they're just kind of closed up and they want to forget about it in the moment. And they really don't want to go and talk to someone about what happened to them. And I was that person, you know, and I was very young at that time. I mean, 18 years old is a very young age to be dealing with domestic violence. So um, if I had to go back and tell my younger self one thing about that, I would say go take some therapy. Go seek out some therapy. You know, any type of, of good therapy would have been great for you to attend. And I do think that women do need to talk to a counselor, go to therapy, seek out some support groups, because it's good to get that out. It's good to have an outlet. Just like this podcast, it's good to talk about what we've been through. And this is a prime example, me, me coming on here, and a lot of you might be thinking, why did she do this? Like, why did she go remote? Why did she go out here and tell us all of this stories, you know? And, or why did she tell us this story and why is this significant well it's significant because the more that you talk about dv the more you 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 have it to be recognized you know awareness is key and we have to stay aware that these are situations that are happening and you know it does help to get these things out right so you know just like your voice is so important what you say it's so important, and you might not realize that, you know, but a lot of times you may be saving a life by just telling people what you've been through, what you dealt with, you know, the situation um, that you overcame, because that may be what empowers them to leave what they're going through. So remember, your voice is so important, so, you know, talk about it. Talk about it with a friend, you know. If you don't want to go to counseling right then and there, that's okay. I get it. But but do try to at least get some of your, your truths out. Try to get some of that trauma, like, out of you. Because 
you know, we don't always think about those details. Because I'll be honest, after I got out of abuse so many years ago, I had actually blocked out a lot of it. Um, they were they were things that kind of like came up later on down the road, and I was like, I, you know, I was just kind of dumbfounded that, oh, I, I remember that situation now, right? But there for years, I had forgotten about it because, you know, trauma does something to the brain and it does something different to every one of us. And just because you don't, you don't, you know, you, you pack that away and you don't remember it, it's just trauma response, you know? You're responding to trauma that happened to you. And so I just think it's very important to get counseling and, and get, get it out of get it out of your, you know, get what's bothering you and, and get that all out because it's a part of your healing journey. It really is. And um, I, I, I kind of also wanted to come on here and, and kind of talk for a little brief moment and, and tell y'all that story. Just say this too. The podcast is not done by no means, no shape, no form, no fashion. I've just taken a break. And if y'all ever need any help, or you ever want to come on the podcast, or you want to message me and, and ask questions, just hit me up. Um, I'll give you my email because I've noticed that women, there's been people trying to leave messages through the Anchor podcast. Sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. And so the number, or the number, the email to reach me is hmisty387 at gmail.com. It's actually just my email, and I've been using that for the podcast now for the past four years. And so if you want to email me and you have a story to tell, let me know, and I will be glad to talk to you. And then we can go from there, and it'd be great. So I have some upcoming guests, and I have an upcoming trauma series. So you guys just watch out for that. It's coming soon. I have not neglected everyone. I'm just... I haven't. I've just been very busy. And you know how it goes. Life happens. And so, but um, I really do appreciate all of you for continuing listening and supporting the podcast, supporting me and my efforts with DV and all the things that I do. I really do appreciate that. And um, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. And it is 4th of July. So get out there and, and do some wonderful things today. Like, you know, celebrate celebrate life and celebrate love and celebrate your family and being together because that's what it's all about at the end of the day and I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye from my remote area and I hope that you could hear this so if I listen back and you can't I'm not putting this up um but anyways bye guys have a wonderful holiday take care and I will see you on the next or I won't see you I will I will talk to you on the next podcast. Thank you.